0: back again with yet another episode I want to talk about today when was the last time you died now when you hear this question being posed I'm not talking about where you died a physical death They have your funeral and then the repast. Seeing that some people do believe and there's a debate in regards to reincarnation. You die, you come back as a horse, you you come back as a goat, or whatever it is. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm referring to your flesh. Which is by definition the physical nature of a human being but I'm speaking in terms of your flesh spiritually dying where your spirit man has dominion and when one looks up up the definition of to die it means to pass out of existence or to disappear or subside gradually and, of course, to subside means to become quiet. Now, some of us may pose the question as I pondered on it at some point in time. If my spirit is what will reign with God in heaven, then why does my flesh have to die? Well, let me help you. Your flesh is of a sinful nature, so your spirit and your spirit is of a godly nature. The two just don't mix. And one has and will die so that the other may operate thoroughly and freely. Galatians 5 and 17 says, For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other. So that ye cannot do things that ye would. For example, let's look at pride. This is you know, a common work of the flesh that is recognized. How can I obey God to bless me, whether it be financially, mentally, spiritually, whichever way it is, when the very person that God is trying to use to bless me, I'm too busy constantly looking down my nose at them, feeling like I'm better than them, and they're so inadequate then I can't see the God in them that's really trying to help pull me out of whatever I'm in. A lot of us say we don't, you know, we don't, oh yeah, I don't do that. Man, I don't, I don't even do that. I ain't, I don't take part in that. And others, you know, they may not have a problem, so to say with the flesh because we deem it as being geared more towards fornication or lust but just because you don't battle with the spirit of lust and fornication does not mean that you don't have a problem with your flesh and your flesh dying let me help you Every Friday and Saturday they can't beat you going to the club. By the time you leave, you I mean you, you may not be drunk, but you danced and flirted with everybody else's man in the club. Romans six and twelve says Let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof anytime it's continuous that means it's raining just because okay last year sister Carla did praise and worship and everybody clapped and people were crying being delivered you felt some type of way in your in your heart. And in your spirit. Because. It, because they were. Everybody was so excited. Days and weeks after. They were still talking about it. And every time you see her. You, you walk around. You roll in your eyes. So what? They asked. Sister Betty. To pray. And, and she prayed. Like that was going to be her last time praying. That that has no competition with you and your prayer life. She was obeying and operating. Allowing God to use her within that moment. I, I, I'm just simply, you know, letting you know that envy and jealousy and strife, even hatred, As it talks about in Galatians 5 and 20, yeah, it's a work of the flesh. When is the last time you died? I I challenge you to pose that question to yourself. Ask yourself that question. When is the last time I died? KDC, when is the last time you died? You see, some of us haven't died since we first got saved. Why? Because we expect death to be one of those things where either we don't feel it. You know, we go to the office and God just does what he does. Or we expect it to be painful and it's something that we don't want to deal with. But... Dying, true to the fact, it it ain't going to necessarily feel good. It's not supposed to. You're dying. There's a part of you that no longer is connected to a lifeline. You begin to really see yourself for who you are. You're like Adam when he realized he was naked and wanted to hide himself before God in Genesis 3 and 10, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Regardless of the fact that it doesn't feel good, you'll be glad you did in the long run. That's just like without faith. If we don't kill our flesh, we won't be able to please God. Romans 8 and 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. quite frankly, baby, if I'm not pleasing God, then what am I doing? Because I'm still going to be going to hell. When is the last time that you die? Now that it's been said that we need to kill our flesh in order to reign with God, how do we do that? Do I kill my flesh? Because it does talk about in the New Testament where I believe it was Paul that said, I die daily. Well, how do we die daily? Three three ways that we kill our flesh. One is through prayer, two is through seeking God. Three is through using the word of God against the enemy during those circumstances where your flesh will try and rise up. Through prayer, seeking God, and using the word of God against the enemy during those circumstances where your flesh will try and rise up. way to kill or crucify your flesh is through prayer. Matthew 26, 41 says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. This passage of scripture was, was set when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. And he told Peter and the other men to sit and watch while he went and prayed. Now when he came back, when he came back, they were asleep. And you see our inner man may be strong and can withstand, but if our physical man is weak, this is a prime example, then one will find ourselves giving in to temptation. Second is to seek God. Some of us want to seek God when we want to seek him. But Isaiah 55 and 6 says Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call, upon, call ye upon him while he is near. John 8 and 21 says, Then said Jesus again to them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. David tells us in Psalms 63, 1 through 2, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Proverbs 8 and 17 tells us God's perspective. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Some of us can't seek God because we have too much on our minds. We're too distracted. We have weights on our shoulders. But Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Replace that job on your mind with God. Replace money and clothes with God. Replace Brian and Pookie and Shaquille with God. Philippians 4:19 says, "But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And right here, wanna, just a quick nugget. Another word for seeking God is to delight in Him. Psalms 37 and 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. When you begin to delight yourself in God, or as the songwriter says, Happy in Jesus, God is dealing with and replenishing your spirit man which therefore as a result your physical man comes up under subjection when was the last time you died you see now at step number three after developing your prayer life for God that moves you from a stranger to associates you're no longer a stranger but you're an associate then the more you talk to him you then become a friend of god and okay now that you and god are friends you begin to want to talk to him more and more and more you begin to want to feel more of his presence more and more you begin to consider your actions and your thoughts because now you don't want to do anything to displease or hurt him. You're starting to delight yourself in him as we just read over in Psalms 37 and 4. Folks looking, wondering, talking. She, she always smiling. She always happy. Ain't nobody always that happy. Yes, I'm smiling. Yes, I'm happy. Because like I told you before, God was replenishing my spirit man. And as a result, my physical man had to come under subjection. But what you did know was while you were having a good time talking and loving on God, he was constantly chipping away at your flesh. cleansing made fun you was just having a good time enjoying God's presence enjoying the feel of him just enjoying God and he was cleansing you okay Now, how is it that I now have my flesh under subjection and with me having my flesh under subjection, I can utilize God's word against the enemy? Four ways. Stamina, boldness, speaking life, and encouraging yourself. First and foremost, you have you have first and foremost, you have some stamina. Okay? Some stability now. Your foundation is solid, and you're no longer going from one place to the next. You're no longer, as James one and eight says, double minded and unstable. You have a foundation which is in Jesus Christ, and he'll keep you stable. Jude 24 and 25 says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Before your flesh would give in, leaving you still lost, defeated. But now, because you have a foundation to stand on, you can tell the devil to get get away from me, get thee behind me. And you have the authority and the power behind it to where he will lead. psalms 1 and 3 says and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaves shall not wither and whatever he doeth shall prosper now that you can stand and not be defeated within every circumstance you can also be bold with the enemy he's not afraid of you so why should you be afraid of him dare you to just look at yourself, pretty, brown, blue, green, hazel, whatever color your eyes may be, and, and just say to yourself, don't be scared, or there's an old secular song that says, I ain't never scared. the book of Joshua chapter 24 verses 15 Joshua is talking to the tribes of Israel and he tells them to make a choice they're either going to serve God or the idol God of the Amorites and he goes on to say but as for me in my house we will serve the Lord 2nd Timothy 1 and 7 says for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, I thank you for a sound mind. The third step is to speak life. See, now you're at a place where you're not easily defeated. You're not easily sifted as wheat. You're not afraid to let the enemy know that you belong to God and God only. Now you can make some things begin to work for you. When the devil comes and tries to destroy you or overwhelm you with trials, you can let him know. Psalms 118 and 17 says that I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. You can let him know what it says over in Psalms that, yeah, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God, he going to deliver me. He got this. He already got my back. Last but not least, we can use the word to encourage ourselves, which of course, as an ultimate result, it defeats the enemy. Because he has nowhere to linger and nowhere to reside. John 16 and 33 says, Ye may go through trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. James 1 and 2 says, Count it all joy when faced in diverse temptations, for the trying of your faith worketh patience. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season, thank you God, we shall reap if we faint not. Psalms 30 and 5 says, For his anger, endureth but a moment in his favor in life weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning (laughs) who would have thought it may not look good it may not taste good it may not even feel good but it's good for me when is the last time